In the hallway, across from my office, there are six portraits. The previous and the current pastors who have served Gloria Day are all pictured there. There should be seven, uh, but one pastor refused to get his picture taken. Each one of those men served for a period of time. For some, that time was sadly cut short. For others, the time was longer. I'm reminded when I see those pictures that pastors don't last forever. A time comes to retire, to take another call, or ultimately to die. What happens to God's people then? What happens to a church when the pastor leaves or when the pastor passes away? From a business point of view, we might think of that situation and say, well, we just hire a new pastor. But that's not quite how things work in the church. Hiring and firing implies that we are in charge. As God's people, we have a different view of life and ministry that that shows us that God is the one that's actually in charge and that he lovingly provides for his people all the time. So a more biblical answer to the question might simply be, God will provide. The congregation enters into a time of prayer, and by God's leading, we call a pastor. We see something like that, a bit more direct, but similar, in our reading today. Elijah is at the end of his ministry, and at the end of his life. There will be a couple more miracles. He's going to cross the Jordan River on dry ground. And then, of course, the fiery chariots and fiery horses. But then, no more Elijah. But God had provided Elisha to continue the ministry, to draw draw people's hearts back to himself. Elisha would take up Elijah's mantle, both literally and figuratively. It kind of struck me as we were... As I was reading those, those last lines of that Old Testament lesson, you know, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And he struck the water, and the water parted to one side and the other, and Elisha went over. And the story is just continuing. The job has been passed on. The work continues. There's a phrase that I ponder sometimes when I think about church and ministry and mission. It was written by an English theologian named Christopher Wright. And he wrote this. God's mission is God's mission. Note the emphasis. God's mission is God's mission. It's God's work. That's good for us to remember when we consider the past, the present, and the future of the church. This mission and ministry that we saw in Elijah was God's mission and ministry at work in and through Elijah to bless God's people. The mission and ministry that we see here at Gloria Day is also God's mission and ministry. And he uses us to do his work. And he works in us 
and through us to point people to the Lord Jesus for salvation, forgiveness, repentance, and transformation. The work continues because the mission continues. God wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. He wants all people's hearts to turn to him. And his Holy Spirit still calls, gathers, and enlightens people to believe the gospel. He did that work through Elijah. He continued that work through Elisha. He has done this work of calling the world to faith through, through prophets, priests, apostles, missionaries, mothers, fathers, grandparents, neighbors, even enemies. And he still does. Before Elijah was taken up to heaven, Elisha asked for a double portion of his spirit. That spirit that he's asking for there, it's actually the Holy Spirit. And it's the same spirit that rests on you. The spirit that you received when you were baptized so that you may believe in Jesus. That spirit works in you so that you can receive his salvation. But the spirit also works in you so that you can be Jesus' witnesses in this world. It's one of those things that I, I find kind of fascinating about human, that humans, that our memories tend to be short and our perspectives tend to focus first and foremost on ourselves. Have you ever noticed that when something bad happens to a teenager, nothing worse has ever happened in the world? And it certainly could never have happened to you, mom or dad, when you were younger. We just have this, this very tight and narrow focus in, in where we see life and where we see the world. And we lose sight of this, this grand sweeping history that we have become part of. A story in which God is doing the work and, and we are blessed and, and, and brought along by him. Stop and consider Elijah's ministry and the world today. Do people still struggle with faithfulness to God and false gods that tug at their hearts? Do we sometimes have difficulty trusting God for our daily bread? Is there still grief in death? Are there still earthly consequences for our sins? Do we, as believers, ever find ourselves in conflict with the world and its values? Do we ever fear as Elijah feared? The message of Elijah's life and ministry is through and through about God's faithfulness, love, mercy, forgiveness, and his passion for his people, real people. Experiencing the best and worst of real life. People like us. Dr. John Bailey uh, was a professor at the University of Edinburgh uh, and a chaplain to the Queen in Scotland. 
Uh, and he wrote a prayer that reflected uh, this connection of, of faith from generation to generation. A connection that's, that's rooted in Jesus' salvation and, and the work that God does in our lives. Part of that prayer says this. I thank you that this Christian way whereupon I walk is no untried or uncharted road, but a road beaten hard by the footsteps of saints, apostles, prophets, and martyrs. I love that line, that image of a road that has been so walked by so many that it is beaten and and solid and, and clear. It reminds me that we're part of something so much Bigger than ourselves. Greater than this moment. It's even bigger than the light and momentary troubles that we experience in this life that are not worthy to be compared to the glory that's being revealed in us through Christ Jesus. This way has been walked by the wealthy and the poor, the young and the old, by healthy people and the infirmed, by men and women of all tribes, language, nations, and colors. And today, we walk this way in the power of the Holy Spirit, trusting in Jesus as our Savior. We walk the same path that Elijah did. God has given us a message to proclaim a message of repentance and forgiveness in Christ's death and his resurrection. God provides for us today. And most of the time when we think of God's provision, you know, we really give thanks for the, the peace and prosperity that we enjoy physically and financially. But that's not the only provision that he gives. He continues to provide for us through the word and through the sacraments to sustain this life of faith that we cling to and that we cherish. We also face times of trouble and conflict. And there may be fears that we experience as we walk this life of faith. But is he who is in you greater than he who is in the world? Isn't this part of what Elijah learned? That no matter what he faced, his God was with him to bring him through. And one day we too will enter into God's presence. Perhaps not with chariots of fire. But when we enter, we will enter in the power of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. And that is no small thing. Until then, God's mission and ministry are at work here in and through us. And we continue in the spirit of Elijah, that is, the Holy Spirit of God. Amen.